Welcome back, and the Keep Shooting Podcast has returned. Episode 27, uh, it, it is here. And I, I just had an idea today, and I didn't really plan on doing a podcast, but I had the thought while uh, I was working with some clients yesterday, as well as with a bunch of my clients within the subscription, and I, I wanted to kind of talk about something that I haven't, I guess I haven't really gone through on this podcast and and that was my kind of what has turned into my personal process of how I, I systematically approach shooting with people that are brand new and I think it's a value because I think we can learn a lot from from systems now um, what I get into here is definitely what I tend to do Although there are times where you'll have somebody in front of you that is going to skip some steps. Um, they may be much more advanced in their understanding or advanced as a player. Or it could be we never even get to these steps, right? And, and oftentimes, oftentimes we don't. But I just thought it'd be cool kind of to give a, a kind of glimpse into, you know, the first time I work with somebody one-on-one, how I, how I approach those situations. And... Um, because as I've as I've been working with more and more uh, trainers, teachers, coaches, you know, I think we all have these similar experiences in that we we know what we want to do. Uh, we have this idea of you know becoming very very good at it, but then the uh, the moment comes and we're kind of like there's no real blueprint for it. And I'm not saying this is a blueprint, but I'll just say what has worked for me. And if you're interested in that, then awesome. I think it'll still be interesting. Uh, even from a player perspective, so whenever whenever I get somebody new, um, and I'm talking about new to the point where I have no idea what I'm walking into, uh, the, I'll always ask them first. You know, what's what's your basketball background? What's the story with your shot? What do you feel? Um, and we kind of just have some some open dialogue there in the beginning because I found, and I used to never do that. But it does two things. Uh, one, it gives me a sense of where they're at mentally with their shot, how how really involved in they are, uh, how involved in it are they? And then two, it kind of just breaks that ice a little bit, right? So the first time you ever meet somebody, it's kind of nice to just have that that automatic open conversation and, and and let let them let them speak and know that you know this is this is a two way street, not a not a one way street. Um, I I need your input. Right, you. I need you as much as you need me, and uh, I think that's that's always a, a good way to start. And then what I'll have them do is is, is fairly simple. Um, I won't have them start close to the basket. I'll actually put them right into some catch and shoot type shots, uh, followed by some shots off the dribble because I just want a sense of how they move. I want a sense of how that ball moves through their shot. So I'm always looking at. You know how are they creating energy? Are they creating energy in a repeatable way? And then as they on the as they're on the move, are they setting themselves up on the move to be able to to repeat the same shot over and over again? Are they aware of what their feet are doing? Are they aware of what their hands are doing? And then the last thing that I'm looking for is is it's kind of the mental component. Um, a lot of people, I would say, the majority of of players that I work with will go through that little early workout in which there's no parameters on it. They, I don't ask them to make a, num- a certain number of shots. I just ask them to take them. And 
the misses often end in the or the and uh, and I think it's you know it's one of those things where if I see that you know I know that's something that I'm going to be address be able to address later on in the workout just from the from the mental side but as I put them through the catch and shoot and then off the dribble uh, just a few reps not nothing crazy again I, the big thing I'm looking for is is you know and if you if you if you followed anything I do is how how are they creating the energy and that's that's generally you know where we start so I think there's I preach I, I preach it all the time but there's certain stillness to shooting right my dog just came upstairs so can't wait for her to go nuts um but i believe there is a certain stillness to it all and the way that i started out i i quiet everything um trying to take away as much movement as as possible and if you think about it right like generally generally when people come to see me it's not because things are going well (laughs) right it's because they've probably been trying a bunch of different things or they've been banging their head against the wall uh, due to the fact that they're trying to do the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And so what I, what I tend to do early on is, is, is really preach this idea of stillness because I, I think it allows us to, to kind of get out of our, get out of our head a little bit. I think that that's a that's a really important thing of just just slowing everything down and isolating a particular movement, whether that be understanding a ball raise, moving the ball up the body, or just a simple one two through type thing. But if you if you think to us as human beings in general, when we're most still is when we're concentrated on the stillness, meaning. If we have a bunch of things going on in our lives, maybe you just have a crazy, crazy busy day, you're worried about this happening, you have this happening, da 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 and you can just take some time to yourself to close your eyes and just breathe and just pay attention to the breath. I think it's one of those things that can center you right away and then all of a sudden things feel much more clear. And I think we can take that approach in how we center ourselves from a mental standpoint and then obviously can, can take some of those principles into any type of physical activity, whether that be shooting a basketball, whether that be swinging a golf club, playing an instrument. And I think just clearing the mind is just so, so valuable. I heard somebody say recently, the key to achieving anything is getting the mind out of the way. And, uh, and I think that's, that's 100% true uh, to a degree of when it is in the journey, right? And, and where it is that you're at in terms of developing some type of, whether developing a skill or completing a project, you, you obviously have to be competent in that area before the mind can be completely, completely out, get out of the way. But so I always start fairly simple in terms of just trying to get everybody to calm down, be still. And then we just learn to isolate. So the first thing that we'll always do is we'll approach it in a way of, I just want to see how you move this ball up the body with your body staying as still as possible. And now there's no way, Ruby, my dog is laying on her back. Going, you hear her. So this is wonderful. But this is what we do, right? It's, uh, this is called a, this is my podcast studio. 
But we start with just getting a player to move that ball up their body and keep everything else as still as possible. So completely isolating the basketball in relation to how it moves up the body. And you would be so surprised at how many people struggle with this. I would say almost everybody does, to be, to be completely honest. If somebody doesn't have prior knowledge of what it is we're trying to achieve, I would say more often than not, when we, when we start these first exercises about just independently moving the basketball and understanding that we control the ball, the ball should not control us, you, uh, there's, there's, there's a bit of a struggle that goes on for a bit. And the struggle is good. And I've seen it a million times that you'll look maybe for the first 15, 20, maybe even 25 raises. Uh, it will look like this is a lost cause. And then gradually, as a teacher, as you learn to find the words that are resonating with the person in front of you, you'll start to see the player start to connect the dots and how it, and, and how it works. Now, sometimes that's done verbally. Sometimes that's done visually in terms of, of me being able to demonstrate it. Sometimes that's done by me you know, moving them in a way that they can then have a better understanding of how things have to move. But we're all different and we all connect to it different. So there's there's just a, a little opportunity from a teaching standpoint to get better at what at what you're doing and how you communicate it. And no no player is going to pick up on it the same exact way. And so once we get this out of this this element of stillness out of the way and understanding how that ball is going to move independently, no shots have been shot yet. Um, I'll then have them usually shoot some shots to themselves in a very methodical way in which we go through our one, two, through process. So the cadence is very, very slow, but I'll control the cadence. So I'll put them in their one. I'll say two, they'll move the ball to the two. And I'll say through, and then, and then we're pushing through everything on the shot. And I would assume from the outside looking in for a lot of people, they would be like, this is really basic stuff. Plus this looks really choppy. And it is really choppy to begin with because we're, we have to kind of relearn how to create energy and to, to, to learn how to do it efficiently. It, it needs to, it needs to start choppy, right? So we'll go from shooting to the self to eventually shooting to me and then getting to the basket. Now, as soon as we get to the basket, this is where I usually call back to what I saw them do on their own. In the beginning when there was no instruction involved and not related to the shot but relating to their demeanor relating to how they approach a make versus a miss and knowing that that's now what i'm looking for they pretty much have the cadence down by this point understanding the one two through and we're going at a fairly glacial pace so that it's, it's very easy to repeat but now I want to start looking at their demeanor in terms of how they're approaching shot to shot. Because I, like, I just think the mental side of it is, is, so, is so important. Uh, Trevor Moad, who wrote the book It Takes What It Takes, who actually just passed away, always preaches the idea of, of, of neutral thinking. And I think it's such a powerful tool. And that's where, through this, is where I start to instill that idea or sneak in parts of that idea to the player that I'm working with. So as they start to go through this one, two, through, which generally is a completely new concept to them, uh, they'll miss some shots because that's going to happen. You're doing something new. And despite them doing something completely new, they still get frustrated with it. And you can see it on their face. The head goes down. They sigh. And that, as a teacher, is, is where I 
I'm always trying to get better and better at communicating that aspect of, hey, this is going to happen. And the only way that you're going to be able to get this outcome that you're reacting to, to be on your side in a way that it's a positive reaction, is that I need you to be so connected to the process of how you're now starting to move this basketball, the stillness, the ball independently moving up the body when the legs attach, that you shouldn't react to the miss, you should react to that initial raise, right? So how deep can you get in terms of being aware of what your body's doing because that's you know that's where that's where the magic really happens and it's really interesting i mean sometimes you'll you'll have some players that will pick up on this kind of stuff very quickly and then you'll have others that you know they they're still in their head and they're so focused on that that outcome and we all want the outcome right like it's it's like any goal we all want the goal we all want the outcome and then the cliche saying is it's just all in the process and i think process is just can be used so widely you know for basketball and shooting to me the process is understanding repeatable energy and getting that ball to go up in the air and go straight and that's what and that's what we're after to try try to accomplish so that's how i start everything um and then we we could we could be there for who knows i mean who knows how long that could take us half hour that could take us 45 minutes depending on the player but what we'll do is we'll we'll gradually pick up the cadence of that one two through and then again we're just we're just focused independently moving that ball up the body okay this is when our legs attach and now we're going to try to smooth it out so we're going to just continue to pick up this cadence and try cadence and then try to eventually get to that point where everything just flows as much as possible when we see those pretty one quote unquote one motion shots uh, on TV you know guys like Steph and Dame and Trey um, if you if you were to really look down look at it and break it down you'll see st- the same principles are being applied in terms of how we're creating leverage and power but that's what you know that's what we're after and I'll ask them too I was like okay as we're doing this was this turning into a one motion or two motion shot and generally everybody's like oh it's like a one motion shot but you're learning to move things at separate rates or separate times, which means that there's a lot of motions happening, but the only real thing that matters is how is that ball moving? Is that ball moving generally in one direction? Are we getting under that ball quickly? Are we allowing that ball to get closer to our, our point of leverage at that set point or that two position before the rest of the body attaches to the equation? So there's a lot of really nuanced things happening there and it's a lot to pick up on in a relatively short amount of time but it speaks to just how amazing we as humans are and that if you've been playing this game for any amount of time any legit amount of time you can pick up on it fairly fairly quickly which is just a which is which is a really cool thing so that's how that's how we'll start uh, then we'll pick up the pace and then generally uh what i'll get to is is either two two things so i'll generally put them into small movements and which will stay in our one position and then just add a really really small hop just to add movement to the equation i feel like this is a good this is a good way to 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 add a bit of a challenge but not to the point where it's 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 undoable so yes fairly fairly simple but as anybody who has either coached uh 
trained or somebody that has been trying to change some type of skill knows um, as soon as we start to speed things up and add in more layers or, or more steps to the to the equation we tend to to fall back into those old habits and you know it's just all about you know kind of reprogramming those neural pathways in terms of creating a new kind of status quo in terms of what we fall back on when when things get a little bit dicey uh, even with something as simple as a hop so when we'll do these hops uh, I'll even layer in the hops. I won't. I won't make it be so the the hop happens and then we have to shoot right away. The hop will happen. We're going to pause and then go into our one two through, and then we'll gradually pick up the pace of that. So that's how start to add in and, and layer in very very simple movements. Obviously, looking for everything else that we've been doing in the shot, and then making sure that you know those older habits aren't aren't kicking in. And so we we have to go slow with that to begin with, right? And if, if you see here, like this is all very, very controlled stuff. The majority of things will be done at one spot. And I know there's always a conversation surrounding, um, you know, if you're going to practice shooting, you got to practice more to the game, a game speed type thing. And I think that once you reach a certain level, you you undoubtedly do. And, and I do that with players. And we put much more freedom in terms of how we're moving and the drills that we do or the exercises that we do, read, react, etc., but when you're trying to bring on something completely new and trying to just download that information, it it virtually it, it makes virtually no sense to all of a sudden just put it in a game-like scenario. Uh, like I said, I think my case with a lot of players is different as people are coming to me for one primary objective, and that's to to shoot the basketball better. Um, it's not necessarily to become a better, better ball handler or, or that. It's, it's, it's generally because they're not making shots. How do we approach this in a way that we can start making shots? And so that's that, you know, like I said, small, small movements to start, nothing groundbreaking. But within those small movements, we're looking to ensure that everything that we've done to that point continues to stick. And the fascinating thing about it is. And I think I, I mentioned this on one of the prior podcasts is players while doing it will start to point out things without me saying anything. And they'll say, oh, I pulled on that or my body came up on that one. And that's when and that's when I'll stop it. And I'll and I'll tell them how incredible that is. I was like, the fact that you walked in this door 30 minutes ago and had no idea what a push versus pull was or what it meant for that ball to lead, and now within 45 minutes, you're actually taking reps that you're able to feel what you're doing, it's absolutely amazing to me. Like, it's it's just the beautiful part about learning. And... You can make huge strides there within that initial point of time, and obviously the only way that it sticks is if we continue continue to do that, and that's that's always worth saying. But it's definitely worth being celebrated that a player can feel that, and a player can recognize that, because it's just not an easy thing to do. So we'll go through that small movement, and then I think where things change a bit for how I approach the situation as compared to well, I'll say they just, it's just changed in my personal approach. So usually I would go all movement type stuff, ball in hand, adding hops, small movement, and then I'm going to gradually get over to catch. And then I would go into catch and shoots. 
And I've gotten away from that because catching and shooting still has so much variability in it as it relates to the player not being in control from start to finish. And what I mean by that is they already have enough on their plate. This is my point of view, and you could disagree. But they already have enough on their plate in terms of what they're trying to learn in regard to redirecting this uh, redirecting this habit, redirecting bad habits, I guess would be a better way of saying it. So instead of the pass, in which it adds a much more complex layer of variability, whether you, whether you want to realize it or not, we'll go immediately to stuff off the dribble. And I like doing that because if you start to look at how you move with the basketball off the dribble, and we'll go over the separate footwork, if you ever go on to Rob Foder's uh, YouTube page uh, at the, uh, the shooting guy, he has some, uh, I mean, the free content on there is absolutely incredible. And it seems so simple on its, at, at you know, a face value, but it's, it's so brilliant because you start, you can start to gain an understanding of what it means to move with the basketball as opposed to separate from it. And so I'll implement very, very small movements of, of this dribble hop shot in which we're, we're timing, you know, getting acquainted with dribble step timing and then immediately getting into the idea of, of preparation off the dribble. And the footwork alone probably usually takes a good amount of time for players to get kind of used to. It doesn't matter how old the player is. I mean, I see you, it's, you always see the wheels turning in terms of how they approach it. But the reason that I do it, A, because we can start to work on movement in a way that we're setting ourselves up to be prepared for the shot. But B, in terms of complexity, I see it as the next logical step in being able to add movement and a bit of a challenge uh, without sacrificing too much in terms of uh, making it too hard. And reason being is, I've started to look at the dribble that we take, especially those dribbles leading up to a shot as part of the shot. And it's kind of like we're just passing the ball to ourselves. We're, we're in full control of where that ball is going to be bounced. And if we start to see it from that perspective, if we're in control of where that ball is going to be bounced, especially in a static or not a static drill, but a controlled drill, well, then we can pretty much set ourselves up to shoot close to that same exact shot every single time off the dribble. We're in control of it. So now you're actually layering in a bunch of things in terms of A, we're now moving with the basketball. B, we're starting to understand just how important that dribble is. And C, we're setting ourselves up for preparation in terms of preparing hands ahead of feet because we're doing it. So without the player really even realizing it, they're starting to move and set themselves up in a way in which they're just kind of going back into those same little one position hops that we did in the beginning. But we just added a dribble to the equation. And I say that they're very similar because we end up in the same exact spot in terms of hands on that ball in our one before our feet hit, feet hit, and then we can go into our one, two, through. And it's just, it's just all about continuing to layer in these very, very simple things, but layering them in in a way in which a player can be challenged yet still get 
some great, great benefits of being able to feel some sense of comfort in, in what they're doing. And I think that sense of comfort is, uh, is an extremely valuable thing. And it's, it's just it's so fun to watch players start to do it, start to get the hang of it. And I generally would say that with most, I get to that within the, within the first hour. And uh, it's cool to see the light bulb start to go off. The next step from there would be bounce passes into shots. Uh, again, I'm using the bounce pass because what's happening on a bounce pass is that ball is coming up into their shooting pocket. So it's much easier for them to take that ball on the catch bring it into the into the one and then up the body it's almost like you're feeding off of the momentum of the pass and continuing to move everything up the up up the body in the way of our one two through and then eventually getting to the chest pass uh into shots and obviously i mean the the footwork i'm not going to say how it's definitely important and we'll go either one two or, or some type of hop but you can see how a chest pass introduces a, a whole new level of concentration because the chest pass can be in a variety of different places and now the shooter is tasked with well do I take this pass and bring it back to my one or do I catch it wherever I catch it and then move it through my shot that way and I think early on I think it's actually better to bring it back to the one just for just for the sake of it but if you think how everything went from okay one position hot balls in the perfect position from from start to finish to off the dribble, you're in control of the dribble and exactly where that ball is going to come up to, to a bounce pass in which that ball is coming up into the hands each and every each and every pass, to now a chest pass where you have absolutely no idea where that pass is going to be. You have a general idea, but now you're tasked with taking it from different positions that's much less in your control, much more variability, and being able to then apply that in a way where our rhythm is completely broken in a way and we're still able to move the ball and one two through ball moves first right so this is where I, I i start to get into just how important shooting uh or preparation off the catch can be in terms of controlling what we can control uh, being able to recognize where that pass is going to end up so we can set our feet up accordingly we can catch with our feet if going on a one two step all that stuff just becomes so so important, and that stuff actually happens much further on down the line. But I mean, that's 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 the gist of of kind of how I see it. Obviously, there's a bunch of things still happening within these movements uh, that is unique to the individual, right? So everybody, no, nobody does everything the exact same way. So what they're doing is, generally brings about points of emphasis that are going to be. Um, that are going to be catered to that to that person that's in front of me, whether they have big direction change, the ball moves behind their head, uh, super low release point, the angle changes big time in how they move the ball from the one to the two. You know, there's just a there's just a bunch of things. Head stays down all the time. Like there's there's just so many different things that you can start to you know you, you start to key on that become the prime object uh, prime uh, objects of focus, and then the player recognizes that too. But what's nice about it is that we have a general foundational understanding of of how that ball now has to move, and then we can start kind of tinkering with the other things in terms of how that ball's moving. Uh, what how we how's the ball coming off the hand? Is the ball like I said? Is the ball moving backwards? All all that kind of stuff then starts to starts to come into play. So hope you enjoyed this one. Um, 
I don't know. I thought it. I thought it may be interesting, and I guess it was. It was kind of nice to just talk through it too. Um, it was interesting as I, as I was talking through it. I was I was just envisioning a client that I was with last night, and how and how we went through everything start to finish, and and how they reacted to certain things, and what clicked, what didn't, good reps versus bad reps, and I could just see the whole almost see the whole the whole workout in in my head and how and how we approached it, and that kind of like I said, that's kind of what uh, inspired this particular podcast. So that's it. Hope all is well. Hope everybody's out there getting after it this week. Um, Again, as always, I appreciate the support. I hope everybody's doing well. And until next time, keep shooting.